Welcome to Pastors Confidential. We're Michelle and Eric Waters. Two pastors. One podcast. Here's what we're talking about today. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Very well, and yourself? I'm doing well, thank you. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a beautiful day out there. It's got to be, what, like 20 degrees cooler than last week or something? What? So, oh. It's going to be 97 or Is 90. it really? Yes. Oh, all right. No, we're well, not even that. close. Okay. I think it felt nice this morning but yeah. on the walk, but I don't think it's going to be any cooler. Okay, well, yeah. there is I could be idea. wrong, but I thought Johnny looked at it yesterday and he saw 97s, 98s oh, for the rest well. of the week. Whatever. Oh, well. It's Texas. Yeah, it is Texas. But it's still a beautiful day out there. And we had a wonderful, uh, wonderful day yesterday. You know, at church, we welcomed 31 new members mm-hmm. in the church, which is incredible. And I think, I, I can't remember what our previous class was. It was 40-something. It was 44, 45. Yeah. yeah. And so we, we've had close to 70, 75 new members this year, Good. which is uh, pretty astonishing. Yeah, especially during, you know, what we're going through. Yeah. People have dropped off at church after yeah. COVID and stuff. No, so that's, so those, it's so good. The Lord's really blessed us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you and I got to go to an, a surprise 80th birthday party, which was a Always lot of fun. fun. That Always fun. That was a fun. great deal. Mm-hmm. In the same room that. that we recently celebrated somebody's 65th wedding anniversary. Yeah. So it's kind of yeah. fun. You get to do all this stuff when you're in the church. It's pretty uh, nice. Yeah, I loved it. It was, it was Celebrate great Celebrate the big events yeah. and walk with people in the bad events. Yeah, no, that's true. Both, kind of both the whole of them. spectrum. Yeah, and then that's that's kind of the final point, I suppose, I'd want to make is on Friday we had a a funeral for a, a member of our church uh, who passed away unexpectedly, had no family left. Um, but boy, I tell you, I mean, people really rallied around him. You know, the church family, his, uh, his community here in Bernie. It was, yeah. it was a very, a very nice touching funeral. and heartwarming mm-hmm. um, service. Yeah. So yeah, it's been a good week. It's been a busy week, mm-hmm. but a very good week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everyone saw our picture dressed up as 70s. And they wanted, you to, right. <laughs> they wanted you to wear that outfit for well, preaching you know you got to keep the people happy i guess i'll have to show up no that. actually somebody offered me ten dollars somebody offered me a hundred dollars if i could get you to wear that oh no problem i know um, so that's I'm, easy I'm money but it, yeah. yeah but no no. no that was that was a great party i was looking forward to that all week because it was such a rough week yesterday mm-hmm. last week so yeah. it, was, it was a lot of fun yes. a lot of fun yeah well yes and then yesterday you preached on mary and martha and talking about that just how um Martha showing up in even in the hard times you talked about um her attitude was the issue and you had a hard week and so you brought up that as a personal anecdote but anyways I liked that point about Martha it wasn't what she was doing but it was the way in which she was doing it exactly yeah so it wasn't what she was doing but how she was doing it that she was doing the right thing Mm -hmm. but just with the wrong attitude and that's what kind of spoiled it Mm -hmm. because what Jesus says to her Martha Martha you're Anxious and troubled. Yes, you're anxious and troubled, things. and that's what that's what mm-hmm. the problem was. Not that she was actually serving, and Mary was listening to him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So good. thanks. I appreciate okay. that. Good. So yeah, it's been good. It's been very good. And uh, you know, our daughter Sophia is in her what final week? Yeah, she is. Say? She's coming home in eight days yeah, from a five month great. stint in Germany. Yep. So that's ex- very exciting for all of us. It's going to be a packed house once again. Where there's already some grumbling about how who's going to move where and what's going to be done. Yeah. But yeah. that's okay. It's only one grumbler, so we're well, good. Well, yeah, but you know, we might have to. We <laughs> no, might have to move we're not going to do the these things that you want. That you're, no, 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 okay. no, no. We're not going to be that drastic. Anyways, um, but she comes home, and then a final note before we get started on Psalm fifty-one. But you are going away, so actually, we probably yeah. won't be on the podcast next week because you're going to be uh, away. Yeah, so I will be in Florida. Actually, I'll be at Disney World. Mm. Uh, not that I'll be doing the rides, but the. I belong to a coaching network called the Renegade Pastors Titanium Network, uh, and it's a it's a fantastic coaching network. <laughs> oh, Are you goodness. serious? 
the first two days, um, it's it's uh, intensive coaching with about 30 pastors. Mm-hmm. And then the following three days are intensive coaching on church systems. So what is your church stewardship system? What is your assimilation system for uh, greeting people and welcoming them into the church? Okay. And new members? Okay. Uh, what is your worship planning system? So on and so forth. And so it's uh, it's going to be very good. It'll be intense, but very good. Okay. So Good. Yeah. So I guess... She's coming back. You're going out. That's kind of the story of our summer. We've been yeah. to the airport many, many times. Yeah, in the yeah. Last. It's... Sam just got back from being out east, and we got back from being there. And okay, anyways. Yeah, it's good. And then uh, I think about the time I get back, the boys start their football practices. Yes, yeah. that is correct. That's just crazy. That is correct. So. All right. Well, let's get moving. So right. we are on a many people's favorite psalm, um, one of their favorite psalms yeah. this this week, and it is Psalm 51. So I'll have you read it, but. Um, Read the whole thing or just... Yeah, read the whole thing, but I'm going to have you read in the NIV because that's what we studied. I know you have your ESV there, but I'm going to pass you this one. And why don't you read the subscription too? Should we first talk about what the the setting for the psalm is before we read it or not? Yeah, well, actually, that's part of the superscription. Yeah. And so it says, uh, so Psalm 51, for the director of music, a psalm of David, when the prophet Nathan came to him after David had committed adultery with Bathsheba. Yes. And so this is something I'll be preaching about uh, beginning August 14th. Uh, we begin an 11-week series on the life of David. Oh. So I'm really looking forward to that. A great story. But yeah, this is, you know, David, a man after God's own heart. And mm-hmm. so after David has finally established his kingdom, he brings uh, peace and prosperity to his kingdom. Things are going well. Uh, the Lord makes a covenant with David to bless him and to his children after him forever. And then right after that, David kind of messes everything up. Uh, he's looking out one day. He sees a beautiful woman bathing in her courtyard. And uh, David takes her to be his own. And mm-hmm. that's the start of everything unraveling. Start of, pretty much, I think we talked about in class, pretty much every commandment was broken in this story, I believe. Yeah. I, I don't think there would be. Maybe Sabbath. Maybe the Sabbath yeah, wasn't maybe broken. The Sabbath, right. <laughs> but he definitely coveted. He definitely committed adultery. He murdered because uh-huh. he had the he had uh, Uriah, Uriah murdered on the yeah. front lines. Um, bore false he witness. certainly bore false witness. Yeah. He put some. He put something before God. You know, um, uh, what am I missing? Stealing. He well, he stole a white. I mean, adultery. Yeah. Stealing. He stole. Yeah. yeah. Ba- basically, he. He basically violated. He basically he violated about everything. Every single commandment. Yeah, and I had the ladies read this week um, those two chapters in what is it? Second Samuel. First yes. Samuel. Second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Second, Second Samuel. Samuel. Yeah. Okay. So they know the story well. But anyways, if you want to go back and refresh, you should read the story of David. This particular incident. It's two chapters, mm-hmm. um, and so he, when he's writing this psalm, Nathan has just confronted him and told him this little story about a a, a bad deed or a bad person, and then. Uh, David's like, oh, that's horrible. And then Nathan's like, no, that's you. You know, you are that man. And so then this is the psalm that comes from that. Yeah, and so this shows us David's heart. Yeah, He's a man after God's own heart, even though what he did is clearly not what God wanted him to do. Yep. Uh, When he's convicted of it, he immediately repents. Yep. So, Okay. uh, Psalm 51, verse 1. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love. According to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions. Wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin, for I know my transgressions, and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. And so you are right in your verdict and justified when you judge. Surely, I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. And yet, you desired faithfulness, even in the womb. You taught me wisdom in that secret place. Cleanse me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. 
Let me hear of joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquity. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. And then I will teach transgressors your ways so that sinners will turn back to you. Deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed, O God. You who are God, my Savior, and my tongue shall sing of your righteousness. Open my lips, O Lord, and my mouth will declare your praise. You do not delight in sacrifice, or I would bring it. You do not take pleasure in burnt offerings. My sacrifice, O God, is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart you, O God, will not despise. May it please you to prosper Zion, to build up the walls of Jerusalem, and then you will delight in the sacrifice of the righteous, and burnt offerings offered whole, then bowls will be offered on your altar. Okay, thank you. Yeah. It's a longer psalm. It's a very long psalm. Well, yeah. it's 19 verses. I guess it's I guess it's one of the longer psalms, mm-hmm. maybe. But um, but anyways, there's so much in there. So where do we want to begin? Well, I'd, I'd say let's kind of go through it okay. from the top. Okay. Um, the first thing to note, obviously, is I think that he is approaching God, trusting in his one unfailing love and to great compassion, right? So he's coming before him, and it does say later that he's broken and contrite, mm-hmm. etc. And yet he knows God's heart. Yeah, yeah. And so his the first thing he does so so that God has sent the prophet Nathan mm-hmm. to convict him of his sin, right? And as soon as David is convicted, the first thing he does is turn to God. Mm-hmm. Right? And then uh, the second thing he does is, if you notice, he doesn't offer any excuses. Yeah, true. He doesn't say, "Well, you know, man, you should have seen her. She was really quite something to look mm-hmm. at," or "You know, my wife hasn't been paying attention to me," or right. whatever. No, he just says. You're right. You know, uh, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity, cleanse me from my sin. He just, he he offers no excuses, just straight confession. Right. And look at all the words he uses, transgression, iniquity, sin, Mm -hmm. evil. So, I mean, yeah, he knows what he has done. Yeah. And those are all, uh, they're largely synonyms, Mm -hmm. uh, but they do have different uh, nuances to them. So transgression would be the sense of crossing over a line that shouldn't be crossed. Yep. Iniquity, he sends uh, the scales of justice and they're weighed down one way okay. or the other. Uh, sin is the moral category, you know, mm-hmm. of sin, sin and grace and judgment. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're, they're largely synonymous, uh, but he's you know, kind of covering the whole waterfront. Yeah, right? definitely. And then I thought this was interesting. Against you, you only have I sinned. Yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah, well, clearly that's, that's not correct in mm-hmm. one way. I mean, yeah. because he hasn't sinned only against the Lord. Right. He sinned also against Uriah, who he killed. And right? Bathsheba. And Bathsheba, for, I mean, he, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, his own wife, wives. Mm-hmm. And he's sure. got multiple at this point. I mean, right. So there's many, many people who've been caught up in the net of his sin. Mm-hmm. So I'd say it's you only, not in the sense of exclusively, but ultimately. Yeah. So all sins ultimately are sins against the Lord. Okay. Um, because we are all brothers and sisters of one another. And so when we sin against each other, we sin against our Father. And so all sins ultimately are against the Lord, but not exclusively. So, okay, that know. makes sense. I like that. Yeah. Well, it makes sense. Yeah. Why I'm around, you know? Yes, that's why you're around. Um, but it, it does stick out to you because actually there were so many people that were sinned against oh my in, goodness. in this story. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know what What I also love is in verse uh, 51, verse 3. Mm-hmm. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before mm-hmm. me. And there's this sense of, um, in this case, David is, uh, you know, his sin is red hot. Yeah. It's, it's in his face very much. Yeah. But in a, a different sense, you know, the closer you walk with the Lord, the more clear your sin is mm. to yourself. And so that's uh, that's 
it's something you never get away from, mm-hmm. right? Is that uh, even if you walk with the Lord 80 years, uh, still when you look at yourself by the light of God's love and law, you realize what a, a sinful person you are. Well, and maybe not even still, but even more so, basically. Because like you said, the closer you get, the more you, little things may may stick out to you. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Luther often talked about how horribly sinful he was when, you know, you read his writings and he's up every day praying nonstop. And right. I mean, how much time did he have to sin? He was like yeah, nonstop writing and nonstop <laughs> raising children and all these things. So I don't know, but he, his sin was definitely ever before him as well. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's one point I wanted to bring mm-hmm. Um, and then we definitely need to talk about, uh, this idea of being sinful at birth, yeah. sinful from the time my mother conceived me. What do yeah. we call that? That's what we would call original sin. Yes. Original both in the sense of the first sin mm-hmm. uh, and the origin of all the others. Uh, so the idea here is sin is not simply what we do, but it's also what we are. Yeah. We uh, are made sinful, yeah. Exactly. In the, what do we say? Uh, we are fallen and we are, broken yeah, creatures. Yeah, we are fallen yeah. and bro- in baptism. We say that. Um, and you know, not everyone, that's a Christian doctrine. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, the culture would say, you know, oh, we're born innocent, you know, we're, Mm -hmm. we're all generally good. Exactly. Um, but we say, no, we are actually, because we come from Adam and Eve, we, we are their offspring and therefore we are sinful, um, since they sinned. And you know, you see that when you raise children. (laughs) Yeah. We absolutely see that when you raise children. I mean, one of the first words they learn is no. Yes. One of the second words they learn is mine. Yes. And really the the task of parenting is to teach them to say yes and yours. (laughs) Right. Uh, And that's that's just natural. I mean, that's endemic to every single human being is that we are are selfish, sinful creatures. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's that's a very important point that sinning uh, sinners is not just what we do, but it's it's who we are. Mm-hmm. That we we sin because we're sinners. We're not sinners because we sin. Right. Okay. Good. Right. Um, and that's that's a very important thing. And you know, mm-hmm. even in the Christian church, there are some um, some Protestant churches, uh, especially some more evangelical types, who would re- deny that, say no. There's, you know, you can uh, you you can live a life of not sinning. Right. And we'd say. No, you can't. No. It's simply not possible. Right. And we say every Sunday we are in bondage, bondage to, sin to sin and cannot right. free ourselves. Yeah. Which is a scandal. I mm-hmm. mean, again, a, a mm-hmm. lot of our a lot of our fellow yeah. uh, Christians uh, hear those words and they think that's just, that's blasphemy yeah. because Jesus Christ has set me free. Right. Well, he has. Yes, Jesus has set you free. Mm-hmm. But that's the point. Jesus has set you free. Right. Uh, you can't set yourself free. Right. You yourself are bound to sin. Uh, and if you don't believe us, just try it for 24 hours. Right. You, know, you are in bondage to sin. Right. Now, Christ can set you free, but you mm-hmm. can't do it yourself. And through the Spirit, we can live like victoriously. We oh, can absolutely. live um, and become better every day and become more sanctified. But we will never escape that we are sinful people. Right. Um, yeah, people trip over that bondage word. We have a, oh, we had do. a guy from, remember from Pelican, who just, that just drove him nuts. Yeah. And again, bondage it's, you know, it's yes. the, the different Christian yeah. traditions you come from. Yeah. Uh, is that some, especially of the more uh, evangelical types, would say, no, you know, when, when I was born again, Christ set me free. Mm-hmm. Sin has no dominion over me, okay. as Paul says. Mm-hmm. So, well, you're correct, yeah. but still, yeah. in and of yourself, you're a sinner. Yes. So it's somewhat semantics, but not somewhat. In somewhat they, yeah. they, they do, down the road, they have a lot of uh, difference. Okay. Um, All right. Anyway. So, so that's the idea of original sin. But we mm-hmm. also get this idea that we are, I mean, basically, he certainly believes that life begins at conception. Yeah, and you know, that that really came forth in your NIV version. Mm-hmm, because surely it? I was sinful at birth, 
sinful from the time my mother conceived me. You desired faithfulness even in the womb. You taught me wisdom in that secret place. All of that meaning, you know, that's a person in there. Yeah, it's a person in there. And even before uh, the person was born, God was involved right. in that person's exactly. life, teaching them wisdom. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's in that, that really sticks What does yours say? Uh, mine is, is a little bit more obscure. Uh, Behold, you delight in truth in the inward being. Mm. You teach me wisdom in the secret heart. Oh, that's definitely, yeah. definitely doesn't. What does it say for the verse 5? That, uh, verse 5, Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and sin did my mother conceive me. Okay, so still the idea of conception mm -hmm. is in there. Okay. All right. Well, of course, that's a hot topic at this mm -hmm. point, but it's clear from the Bible. Oh, it's very clear from the Bible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, and that, that sense of, uh, yeah, you know, the sense that the life begins from conception, that each person is, is uh, of course, the uh, conception is not only the result of, you know, man and woman coming together, which, by the way, is now something you have to specify right. <laughs> right? that it's man yes, and woman coming together because of course men can have babies oh my goodness uh, but then on top of that there's uh, uh, each person is each conception is also the work of god okay that life comes mm -hmm. from god right so right um okay good and just another point on that before we move on i mean you know all these people who are so upset about you know saying pro-lifers like we don't care we don't we're just like for pro-life but once we don't help women mm -hmm. in this predicament and that is so false i mean it's the christian church that has started all these pregnancy centers mm -hmm. you know i mean our church supports all that kind of ministry how i mean i don't even understand that point no yeah. one else is providing the kind of care that the church is for no. women who find themselves pregnant. And, no, no. You know. And when you go to the pregnancy care centers, you find that there's uh, the focus is not only on healthy pregnancy, but then also on raising the child. Yeah, I mean, and they, they walk with the formula. couple or the yeah. woman. Yeah, helping Absolutely. them, teaching them. There's classes. Yes, absolutely. I, I, yeah. I disagree with that. But uh, me too. what can you do? Okay, so that's um, we're up to seven now. So then mm -hmm. we get this idea of that the Lord alone can uh, make us clean. This is, you know, this is mm -hmm. all the transformation here. Um, so he's focused on his sin. And then we start in seven with cleanse me and I will be clean. Wash mm -hmm. me and I will be whiter than snow. It's just trusting that God can yeah. change us. Um, and then, you know, these bones that you have crushed, let them rejoice. Yeah. So what do you think he means by that? That you have oh, crushed? Well, that's that sense of, 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 uh, of condemnation. You know, there are moments in, mm -hmm. in a life Hopefully not more than a few, mm -hmm. but there are moments when you are caught in sin and, mm -hmm. and you realize what a mess you've made of yourself mm -hmm. and your life and how much hurt and pain you brought upon yourself and the people you love mm -hmm. uh, and you're broken, you're crushed. Uh, and in a sense, that's, that's the, that's God's work. You know, he's condemning mm -hmm. you of your sin. Conviction. So let the bones mm -hmm. that you have crushed rejoice. Okay. God, you have convicted me. Now put me back together. Again. Okay. Very nice. All right, and then we get these famous lines that yeah. most of us as Lutherans grew up singing. So actually, we're the class, we're memorizing those lines, mm -hmm. and yet we're doing it in the way that we were taught to sing it. Yeah, the liturgical. Yes. Do you want to sing it for us? I do not. I can't oh, sing, but if on. you would like to, you surely can. All right. Okay. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and uphold me with your free spirit. Right. Very nice. Thank you. You're very happy that I didn't mm -hmm. do that. But anyways, um, that's a beautiful thing. We used to sing every Sunday. A lot of people mm -hmm. miss it. Um, but the only thing I never liked about that is that free spirit at the end. It's just a, it's kind of a weird word, I think. Yeah. And uphold me with your free spirit. It well, sounds very uh, woo-woo. 
Yeah, it sounds kind of woo-woo, uh, but you know that is also it's, it's pretty typical liturgical language. They they yeah, you uh, have to make it sing-songy. You, ha- you have yeah. to make it sing-songy. You have yeah. to make it fit into the rhythm of the, right. the music. Of it's a beautiful little piece. I shouldn't complain. Yep, yeah. but uh, my translation has with a willing spirit. <clears throat> Hold me with a willing spirit. Yeah, me too. With a willing spirit, and mm-hmm. that wouldn't work. With a willing, no, that wouldn't no, you work. Could, you could have made it work, yeah. but anyways, I didn't write the song, so. It's beautiful. That's what we're memorizing for this week. And we, everybody, we started in class and everybody already knows it. So, All right. well, maybe I'll see if I can bring it back for us. Well, I think that's the that, offertory, isn't it? That's the offertory. No, you don't have to. Well, you, well, you, you'll get feedback on that from this podcast. But I've heard many people say that they would, they love that, that okay. part. Yeah, but you don't have I to bring think, it back. I mean, there's several offertory songs, you know. Uh, what do we I, do now? Or if you hadn't asked me, I could have come. Um, yeah. Let the vineyards be fruitful. Oh. Of the Oh, so that's not where that goes. No, no, that's that's not the same. This is well, is it? Because that's out. a good one too. We can't get rid of that. I don't know where okay. it actually. Well, I'll look it up. Let's, and I'll let's, see let's look it up. It's been you. a long time that we have not used the green book. Oh, okay. No, we're actually we're using the green book now. We are. Yeah. Hello. Every week. That's what. It, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, because it's on the screens. Right. I don't think it's the green book. But I thought I thought we graduated to like a cranberry book. I thought there's no more green book. Uh no, we we still have the green book. There's many diehard churches like us who stockpiled them. Oh, so. because they they changed, but we right. didn't change. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I tell you what. For you and for your class, I'll see if we can bring it back. Well, here. no. Uh, okay. So. Okay. Well, let's just uh, look into yeah. it because then you're going to make other people mad if you get rid of something. Also, yeah. so don't 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 well, just no. see where it goes and see what you can do. Yeah. Okay. No, it's just at, at the moment with uh, with the summertime because we've added a children's sermon. Yes. Don't make it any longer, or, or our else. children will definitely no. not be happy I with you. Very your... hard, by the way, to get. It. We were done in 62 minutes, even at the late service. Even, yeah. So we worked very hard for it. Okay. Uh, but anyways, I want to point out in, in verse 10, okay. I love this verse. Now, my translation goes like this. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me, yes. or steadfast spirit yep. within me. Mine says a pure heart. Oh, man, I just love that. I mm-hmm. absolutely love it. Um, because there's this sense, again, you know, we are born in sin. We are conceived in sin. We are fallen and broken creatures. Mm-hmm. We are in bondage to sin mm-hmm. and cannot free ourselves. But God, who is the creator, who can bring all things out of nothing. God, you, you create in me a clean heart. And so we yep. appeal to God, Lord, I know what kind of person I am. I know the sins that trip me up. I know that they will trip me up again. Mm-hmm. God, please change me. Create yeah. in me a clean heart. Mm-hmm. So there's that sense of God's work, God's grace, that he, he and he alone can change us, give us new life, born mm-hmm. again. Uh, but then there's also the sense of our, um, our discipleship, our commitment. Uh, I renew a steadfast spirit within me that God creates a new spirit, but then we also have to steadfastly follow where he leads Good. day after day after mm-hmm. day. I just yep. love, love that. That is verse. true. Yeah. Yep. It's the same thing, kind of like this. Our saving is instantaneous. You know, we're saved in mm-hmm. one moment or whatever, but we have to, our sanctification is to keep going and to All keep walking it out. Yeah. Very nice. Um, okay. So then we get into this idea of sacrifice. Mm-hmm. So we'll kind of end with that. But, sure. um, you know, he's saying you don't delight in sacrifice. That's actually kind of a shocking statement it because is. God has told them for hundreds of pages just how they were right, ought to offer exactly. all the sacrifices. So what do we say about that? Yeah, well, it's a, God clearly, um, sacrifice is very important to the Lord, which is mm-hmm. why he spends, you know, hundreds of pages telling them precisely how precisely. to do it. Um, but it's like anything. Uh, um Sacrifice is, is very important to the Lord, but it's not just the sacrifice. Right. It's also the spirit or the intent behind it. 
Which brings us exactly around to what you were talking about, Mary and Martha, right? Because mm-hmm. Martha was offering a sacrifice. She was serving, but her spirit wasn't in the right place. And this, that's exactly what David is saying. He's like, you don't delight in sacrifices if it's not from a pure heart, right? Right. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice ending. Well, it is a little confusing because he doesn't actually say that. But as you're reading the psalm, you can get to that. Because then he says, then you will delight in the sacrifices mm-hmm. of the righteous. In other words, those who are in right relationship with right. God. He will delight in those sacrifices. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the sacrifice is meant to be a means to an end. Yeah. It's meant to be a rite or ritual by which uh, we draw closer to the Lord. But you can perform the rite or ritual without drawing closer to God. Right. And of those two, God would much rather have you closer to him without the sacrifice than with the sacrifice is still far away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I wanted to point out another great verse, verse 15. Oh, Lord, open my lips and my mouth shall declare your yes, praise. It's beautiful. That appears in a lot of our liturgy as well. Yeah, that's true. Great song. Very nice. Well, it is one of the favorites. It's good. Um, so like I said, I think next week we will not be on the podcast. We'll be studying in class um, Psalm 19. So if you get the lesson online... Um, on my email list, then you'll get that as well. But um, that's what we're going to be doing. Great. And, um, and I will be in Florida. Yeah, and it'll be so, good. Good. Okay, we will see you next time. Bye-bye.